Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. All right, so I know what you guys are thinking. Mike, why is your voice so raspy again? I'm sorry. You know me. I can't sit still. I'm at another event, and this one is Grant Cardone's 10X event in Miami, and it is a blast. Oh, my gosh, man. I've met so many awesome people, and I've heard so many amazing keynote speakers. Yesterday, we had Steve Harvey, Ty Lopez. We had uh, Jesse Itzler. We had, obviously, Grant Cardone because he opened up the event. And we had, um, oh, my God, Rick, Richard Brunson. Russell Brunson, Russell Brunson, I'm sorry, Russell Brunson. Yeah, and oh man, it was good, it was good. We had a lot of great value added, um, so many amazing thoughts um, and visions just after each one was talking about you know, how I can take my business to the next level, and it's, it's good, it's a lot of fun. So if you guys are entrepreneurial-minded at all, whether it's with real estate, whether it's with any other uh, business venture, definitely check it out. Um, and he also offered a free heroes um, pass. So the event was free for military, uh, first responders, uh, teachers, and um, yeah, well, I, th- I think those are actually the categories, but right. But the event was free and, and it's great. Um, I definitely recommend it, guys. I got to say. And it's networking, right? I mean, networking is how you get anywhere. Your network is your net worth. Um, we say that all the time and you'll hear that all the time. And it's and it's true. I mean, the people who you know can drastically improve not only the quality of your life, but the direction of your life. So keep that in mind. All right. Um, anyway, so on that note, let's go ahead and kick the show. You are going to be blown away by this lady. She was my old choir director from the Naval Academy and I absolutely had to bring her on board because she's got a message to share with you that I know will be impactful. All right. Enjoy. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I have an absolute legend here on the podcast with me. She has been a mentor to me for many, many years, and I've been keeping tabs on this woman. She is the Dr. Carla Scott. How's it going, ma'am? <laughs> it's going very well, Mike. I'm so uh, excited for you, proud of you, and, and super happy to be here today. Oh, thank you. I is an is a true honor to have you here today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, she was the choir director at the Naval Academy for uh, an amazing period of time. I, I don't know. You don't still do it anymore, do you now? No, I, I oh, resigned man. that position in uh, 2017, uh, completing a decade uh, doing that work. Wow. Absolutely amazing. And, and such a legacy she left behind too, because 
I mean, the, the life skills that this woman instilled in all of us, I think most of us are either, you know, entrepreneurs now or like amazing leaders in the military if they're still in. And it's just, it's incredible because she's instilled so much you know, in us. And I, I really, really want to, uh, to capture some of this um, on this podcast. She's an entrepreneur herself now too. And she's an author of the book, Steady Faith. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, can, can, you, can you tell us a little bit of a background on, uh, on yourself? Just kind of maybe how you grew up? I mean, this, this lady is so talented. There's just so much. I know this is amazing, but I kind of want to go into some of it. Okay. Well, uh, to sort of keep it short and concise, I was raised in North Carolina by uh, both my parents were teachers and I have an older brother. And so we were raised in a household that really um, placed a focus on uh, having a strong faith, uh, pursuing education, and also being of service to other people. And those were uh, three of the things that were just held in very high regard in my household. Uh, So my desire was always to go into music, had a talent for it, and did all of my uh, high school and, and especially college training up through three years in classical music. So I'm a classically trained soprano. I've been really uh, blessed and honored to sing a lot of places all over the world. But in 2006, I received an unusual opportunity, which was to come to the Naval Academy and to direct the gospel choir. And it was unusual because all of my training was classical. And of course, I've been raised in church my entire life, but I had never directed a gospel choir. And uh, I said, yes, you know, I said, yes, it just seemed uh, that that was the way that the Lord was leading. And, you know, the rest is history. Uh, I will say that as a result of that particular opportunity and a few opportunities that preceded that, I did begin to notice a pattern in my life that wherever I had the opportunity to sing, if it was in an opera or with a symphony, uh, my gift would always bring me into close contact with high-level leaders. And I didn't think about this until many years later, but now that I could look back, I really see the tremendous connection between creativity and leadership. And so that's, those are the sorts of things that I placed in the book and then sort of having a foundation of faith. That's, that's uh, sort of something that undergirds everything that I, everything that I do and everything that I'm about, that connection between faith and creativity and leadership is just uh, core at the core of who I am and what I present to the world. Wow. Now I believe that. I absolutely believe that. And any one of your students definitely would agree that that just embodies all of you, Miss Scott. That was amazing. <laughs> and, I, um, and I definitely remember uh, one of the operas that I got to see you sing at the Naval Academy too, which was incredible. So if any of you ever get the opportunity to hear this lady sing, oh my goodness, man, get ready because it's just an epiphany. <laughs> it's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, oh, amazing. Cool. So, so can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the challenges you might have faced when you started, you know, getting into the whole midshipman realm, like when starting to coach midshipmen and maybe dealing with some of the difficulties at, at the academy? Uh, it was a, literally a three-year learning curve. 
not only did I have to find my footing teaching a musical genre that I didn't really know that well. I mean, I knew the God of the genre, but I didn't know the nuts and bolts of the genre. So learning to teach gospel music was a learning curve within itself. But, you know, the academy, as as is any military environment, is a very specific environment designed to produce a very specific outcome. Mm-hmm. And if you are uh, not in line with that environment, man, you are going to bend in ways <laughs> that you did not know you had the flexibility for just to really understand. So for example, uh, the language, the jargon of a military uh, environment like that was extremely challenging to me. I did not know what people were talking about and I could tell that they meant something important, but I had no idea what they were saying. Also the expectations um, around service first and decorum and kind of, uh, I guess, uh, teaching these young leaders to develop command presence, even at that very early stage of military service and All of these things were so foreign to me as a creative, but I think where I really did understand was I understood discipline because to be a musician and to be a musician that anybody wants to hire, you have to be tremendously disciplined. So that's a place where I began to connect. But I I will tell you the first semester uh, as we went on Christmas break, I remember praying to God, you've got to get me out of this place. This is not me. I don't understand. I I don't like it. Why is this so severe? Why is this so, you know, cut and dry? Where is the joy? And the Lord really instructed me to um, put my situation out to several ministries that had prayer ministries. And so that is what I did. And I had... Uh, the prayer ministries of probably about four different ministries began to pray with me as to what I should do. And I received a letter that literally changed my life. This is before it was time to go back in January. And that letter from a person who was praying for me that I did not at that time, I didn't even know him. Uh, But he literally spelled out in that letter every single thing that I would go on to accomplish in the next 10 years. And it was really because of that letter and because of that prayer that I stayed in place and just learned how to uh, bring the gifts and the talents and the love for God that I had and how to uh, serve those things up in that environment. And I tell you, I feel like I wound up learning more than I ever taught. It was a really blessed time. It was a really blessed time for me. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And and it's so funny because that's not something that's, you know, unique just to you too, right? I mean, that challenge, that learning curve in anything we do that's new and is challenging, right, is it can be hard, it can be very difficult. And it's so easy to get caught up in whatever that situation is or um, or whatever's going on around us at that time. And to have that point where we feel like we're losing faith and to have that, that something, right? Whatever that spark is to get us back on that path is, um, is amazing. And when we can hold on to that and do exactly what you said, right? Have that discipline to keep moving forward during that challenge. 
I mean, that, that's where you really see the biggest growth, um, I think, right? It's amazing. And, um, and I'd love to hear, you know, some of the, uh, some of the things that you, that you maybe put into your book about that, right? Like how faith plays a role in, in leadership. Can you, do you mind sharing some insight? Absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, I learned so much from being a creative person in a military environment. And as I just mentioned, I thought I was a disciplined person until I spent a decade around military leaders in training and senior military leaders. <laughs> that is discipline and the willingness to serve and the willingness to sacrifice on another level. So for me, it became a tremendous parallel to the things that I had always learned and internalized about a faith walk with God. It was like I was seeing it played out in a natural realm every single time I was with my Naval Academy family. It was tremendous. So 12 concepts made it into this book, Steady Faith. And I feel like we tend to learn most from the stories of other people. So when people are willing to share stories from their life or stories from the life of other people, we can often see ourselves inside of those stories. And so in the context of 12 different stories, I share 12 principles in this book. And there are things like um, the power of purpose, um, the power of uh, the Oasis, which is a really, really powerful one Mm -hmm. that I'll touch on just briefly here. You know, when you're being trained to do something new, whether the Lord is put, has, has you in school because he wants you to do something, or you're in a physical place where you're being trained to do something new. One of the greatest things that I love about God is how from time to time he will allow you to walk up and be literally overtaken by an oasis, something that refreshes you. And I learned this principle. I saw it in action when we toured to South Korea. Uh, And in South Korea, it was like every place the choir went, they were literally received like rock stars. I've never seen anything like it. That was such a great trip. You were on that trip, right? I was, yep. That was amazing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the people screaming, you you thought they were going to pass out, especially as we went to (laughs) schools with some of these young people. And for a moment, I said to myself, why don't, why aren't we received like this in the U.S.? Why, why, why do we have to come all the way around the world to be received like this? And the Lord really showed me it's because this is a time of refreshing. This is an oasis. I really want you to show the, I really want to show you the impact of what I've placed in you of people who really don't know me. Like, uh, like folks back in the U.S. who may take for granted access to this sort of music and this message and this power. And that was a very, very uh, powerful lesson for me. And I wrote about it in the book because I think sometimes people think that they should walk in a continual oasis. They should be celebrated at all times, but that's really not how leaders grow. Leaders grow by being thrust into places that are extremely difficult because when you're in a place like that, what is on the inside of you has the opportunity to come to the forefront and be of use and be developed. And that's the only way, but just so that you don't lose heart and just so that you don't completely crumble under the weight of that process, there will often be times of oasis where you are refreshed and uh, 
things come to encourage your soul and to help you uh, see the the finish line that is ahead of you and, and you have a little bit of juice to get there. So principles like that are covered in the book because I feel like <clears throat> there's a lot that we tell leaders in training about uh, the glories of leadership, but a ho- there aren't a whole lot of people who talk about what it really takes mm-hmm. to become a good one. And it is challenging and it is costly. And there are many, many moments of sacrifice. But if you're going to serve people, y- you must endure that. You must endure that so that when you meet people at their worst, you literally have something on the inside of yourself from your life that you can speak to that will encourage them. So, so the book is along those lines. Wow. That is amazing. And so powerful. It's such an amazing message because it's so true. And a lot of people, they don't talk about the glories of, you know, of what happens. I'm sorry, the the struggles, right. Of what happens in leadership, even on the investing side of things. Right. I'm just kind of bringing this back home, but you know, it's so nice to have that idea of financial freedom of, financial independence and stability, but to know that it's going to come with pain, it's going to come with sacrifice, and you need to have that steady and unwavering faith in that process. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. And I think you must learn to think of challenges as blessings. Challenges are blessings in disguise because without challenges, you cannot develop the internal infrastructure, the emotional ability, the mental ability, the capacity. You cannot develop what you need to move forward and conquer and have victory without challenges. So really, challenges are blessings. It is as the scariest uh, idea in the world to be led by someone who has been through nothing. Wow. That is very frightening. Now, you want to talk about frightening? Oh, man. That's frightening. <laughs> a person who hasn't endured anything, who hasn't figured it out, who hasn't learned how to uh, overcome challenges who hasn't had, you know, someone step in the way and move every hard thing out of their way. A person like this, you cannot lead me to the corner, sir. (laughs) You can't lead me. No, because you don't understand. You don't understand what is required. And, uh, but for the person who has endured, I think about somebody like a Zerman Singleton Mm. who just, my goodness, odds against him his entire life. And this man has risen to heights and another Naval Academy uh, graduate has risen to heights that no one could have predicted. And it is because I believe of his ability to overcome challenges. Very important. Wow. That is amazing. And man, it's so, so true. Challenges are blessings. And that is, <laughs> wow. That's, got, that's so good. And I know a lot of people listening to this can relate to, I mean, we've all been in that at the instance where, you know, there's someone either at that point of leadership where they have no idea what it is that they're talking about, yet they're trying to communicate and get you to do something that (laughs) they don't even understand. And it's rough. It's hard. Yep. It's absolutely hard. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So can we talk about some strategies 
that are out there, maybe some you can talk about some of the strategies you've used to overcome this fear and to, you know, put your head down and, and just grind through whatever it was. Yes. Well, I will say one of the things that I learned to rely on heavily, and I recognize that every listener here will not be a believer, but for me, the word of God began to really come alive and be a place that I could stand on. I also sought out mentors, whether I got to meet them in person or not, but I read copious I mean, biographies, um, literature, anything about a person who went from A to Z, anything I could get my hands on about people who overcame challenges. And, you know, we're still kind and we're still caring and considerate and still strong and still visionary after the challenges. I, you know, it's one thing to go through a challenge and be broken beyond repair. Mm. This is certainly um, the the case for for some people. And and some people, you know, over time, they find a way to pull it together. But people who go through challenge after challenge and they still have a compassionate heart, still are visionary, uh, still are hopeful, still see ways to help people. I I read everything that I I could uh, around that. So we're talking about... um, uh, Holocaust survivors and people from the civil rights movement. And we go back and look at um, some of the early saints who, who built the church and kind of went through things like that. And just everything in between business owners, entrepreneurs, for me, stories were incredibly inspiring. And then in a very few cases, um, I was just really blessed with a handful of mentors who were apparently assigned to my life so that no matter what I found myself facing, they just had words of encouragement uh, for me. And they, you know, never tried to tell me, well, escape it. You know, if it's too hard, just, just give up. They never talked to me like that. They said, well, you know, it's going to be hard and you're not going to like it, but it's for your good. And, um, I'm not in your situation, so I'm praying for you, but (laughs) (laughs) you'll make it, you'll make it because here's what you're called to. These were people who reminded me of who I was when I was ready to give up. And so I would say a combination of those three things, standing on the word of God, uh, seeking out mentors that I might never meet in this life, and then holding on for dear life to the mentors God did place in my life. Amen. That is awesome. That is really awesome. And and yes, and we definitely understand that, you know, not everyone um, here ha- is in that place of faith, you know, where they either believe in God or whatever it is, right? But but the principles are still the same. You know, you hold on to whatever it is, that higher something, right? And it keeps you firm. You seek out some mentors, people that are, you know, of your same um development or or maybe they're heading in the same direction that you're trying to go. Right. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, cling to that wisdom and get there. And we speak constantly on this podcast about proper education, right? Networking and massive action, you know, just taking it and you're going to go through challenges. That's part of the process. But learning is the learning through those challenges is the biggest uh, amount of experience you'll get and the, the amount of growth you'll have and the amount of success you'll be able to accomplish if you just get there. Right. So I agree. I agree. And I think there are two, two 
key things that I did not mention that I do want to speak to. Uh, no one is successful because they, um, because they uh, just go and go and go and go and go until they hit the wall. This is not the way to success. Mm. Uh, you must also build into your life time to experience joy. And people experience joy in a lot of different ways. For some people, it's, you know, one day a month, they just watch every funny movie they can. Uh, to remember what it's like to not be in the grind, right? Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, for other people, it's creative outlets. I found that uh, so many uh, students and now officers at the Naval Academy were called to highly technical work in, a, in addition to serving, but many of them had passions and hobbies that were extremely creative, like dance or writing poetry or uh, something with athletics. They wanted to compete like all over the, you know, all the Ironmans all over the world or, <laughs> or, or some people like to cook. These are the sorts of things that you must keep in rotation in your life or you will develop and you'll get to your goals all right, but you'll be hardened. You'll be very difficult to deal with, and you will have time for no one who isn't all about work. So I think it's very important to have areas in your life that keep you pliant and that keep you flexible and that keep you joyful and creative as well. We know that can be every day, but, but, but don't forego those things until you get to your goal. You, you, you will not be the person you want to be if you do that. That is an amazing point, Ms. Scott. That's, um, that's absolutely critical. Um, and a friend, well, I was going to say a friend of mine, but Eric, Eric Upchurch, one of my, one of the ADPI team members, he always talks about, you know, doing his morning, uh, his miracle morning challenge, which, uh, we'll put that in the show notes page here as well. But, um, having that, that part of your day where you're just focused on meditating, you know, being thankful for the things that you have, for the dreams that you have and, and just everything that you want to accomplish in life and just having that time right there at the beginning of your day to put that joy in your heart and to kind of ground yourself with where you're going in your day. Um, but I think it's great too. I mean, right. You, everyone has a hobby. I mean, you mentioned it too. I love to dance. That's one of my hobbies. <laughs> I am shamelessly, uh, uh, I'm passionate about dancing. So <laughs> that's well, one of my things too. And every conference that I think I go to now, I'm making it a point to find some place to go salsa dancing. So <laughs> that, that's yeah. what it's all about. And can you imagine mm -hmm. if you started your day the way your buddy mentioned and sometime before you ended your day, you spent 20 minutes dancing? That's true. See what I'm saying? It's, that's it. it. Becomes, it becomes a life that you can love while it's challenging as opposed to, man, I got to get up another day and grind. Let's get it. And you know all of that. Once you're a very disciplined person, you know all of the things to tell yourself to keep going. But I think that as you live longer in this world, you also have to know what to tell yourself so that you stop going because it's both. You must be able to do both, you see. That's true. It's a good balance. Wow. That's very true. Wow, Miss Scott, man. Uh, amazing, amazing wisdom. And uh, this has been incredible. I really want to keep going, but I know we're, we're getting close to our time. So thank you so much for, uh, for all the wisdom that you've shared with us. This has been great. I got to take you into a bonus round. 
just so okay. our, our folks can kind of know a little bit more about you. But um, what is your favorite book? Oh, my goodness. I know it's hard to choose. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 can, yeah, you can definitely put out a couple. Everyone usually okay, gotta, put out like one or two or three, so that's fine. I got to give you four. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. Okay, so, give a pen. So we got to say the word, the word of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Must. A, a book that changed my life is called The Spiritual Man by Watchman Nee. Okay. Persecuted Christian in China in the forties. Uh, mm. uh, Einstein's dreams. Oh wow! Einstein's dreams. This book is very short. Uh, tiny little vignettes. Each chapter is so tiny, but each chapter causes you to look at time from a completely different perspective. Einstein's dreams. Powerful book. Okay. And then number four, anything Ted Decker, D-E-K-K-E-R. This man writes adventure and action and, oh my goodness, anything this man has written. I own everything he's written. (laughs) Nice. All right. Those will be my four. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, those will definitely be in the show notes page. Make sure that you guys go take the links for that. And um, all right. Question number two, who is your biggest hero? And why? This is going to be a good one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I would have to squeeze my parents into that, into that place that's meant for, for one, <laughs> one okay. here. That's I'd have fair. to squeeze both of them in there because um, just because all, of the, all that they accomplished at a time when this, when this country said no, and all that they carried in their heart for other people. I mean, my desire for service, my, my love for discipline, my work ethic, it all really comes from my parents. And one of them was a music teacher and one of them taught fourth grade. And I just, I can't think of two people that I really admire more. So. Wow. All right. That is amazing. And, uh, and definitely amazing people to have produced the amazing Dr. Carla Scott that I'm talking to today. So that's impressive. (laughs) All right. And final question. Um, If you had three nuggets of wisdom to give to those who are getting started in investing, what would you, what would you offer? Study. Mm -hmm. And I would just encourage you to learn from the best. Pace yourself. You know, Rome is not built in a day. Uh, so what did I say? Study. I said, pace yourself. And I would say, stick with it. Once you've set this goal for yourself to become an investor, stick with it. That doesn't mean without pauses, life happens. But even if you have to do less, decide, decide, this is what I'm going to do. So always, always uh, keep going until you hit your goal. Outstanding. Oh, man. Thank you so much again for all this. This has been amazing. Um, And we'd love to hear what's next for you. 
So I'm doing a bit more concert work uh, in 2019. I haven't done a lot of performing because I've been uh, teaching and speaking and writing and building a few businesses and learning some new skills to to help me with my uh, sort of investment work. Uh, But I'm going to be doing a bit of singing at the end of uh, this year, um, three concerts that are around the African-American experience. So excited about that. And um, uh, quite a bit of travel coming up as well. Last year was a travel heavy year, but this year is a travel heavy year as well. And uh, um, more teaching, of course, and more writing and just continuing to build out these platforms, these business platforms. Outstanding. Well, that is amazing, Dr. Scott, and I'm super excited for you. Again, if there's anything you need, always, always uh, feel free to reach out. And uh, and guys, if you're listening out there, make sure you pick up this book, Steady Faith, Navigate the Detours, Live Your Purpose, and Make a Difference, because this woman will definitely inspire you. She has inspired so many of us and we thank you for all of your service, Muscat, to the future leaders of America. So, You're so kind. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. I can only give you back some of the kindness that you've given us. So uh, so this has been a pleasure. Uh, how? I'm sorry, I, but before we leave, how, yeah. how can our listeners get in touch with you? I almost forgot. So I'm on, um, I'm on Facebook uh, as my name, Carla with a K, Scott. I'm on um, Instagram at Carla Scott News and a few other platforms, but if you go to that one, it'll connect you. I'm online at carlascott.net. And uh, those are the three places, Facebook, Insta, and on my website. All right. Awesome. Book is on Amazon, all that good stuff. So yeah, yes. I, I have music on iTunes. I, I always forget these things. But anyway. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> you know what? Maybe we'll, uh, I'll talk to you a little bit after this, and then we'll uh, get all that stuff on the show notes page. Everyone will have access to it. Sounds great. Good stuff. All right, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Miss Scott, again. Take good care. It's been an absolute pleasure, Mike. All best to you. I know you're going to um, just continue to, to blow this thing out. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care. Isn't she awesome? Man, that was inspiring. Gosh, I'm ready to take on the day now. That was great. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Make sure you guys get in touch with Miss Scott. And oh, hey, check it out. She's got a podcast. It's called Creative Talk. And I put it in the show notes page as well so you can find it. All right. Um, Hey, also, if you are ready to take action, it's February and 2019 is almost halfway there. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. We got a little bit of ways to go, but still, you don't want to be in June or July looking back and wondering where this year went because you haven't taken action yet. So go out there, sign up, schedule a call, and let's figure out how we can get your 2019 kicking off to a good start. It's still February. There's still time. But don't waste it, all right? Anyway, guys, I got to head back to this conference. I'm ready to go kick my 2019 in the face all over again. 10X!